We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia where this podcast was recorded and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hi there, I'm Daniel Moore and you're listening to Season 3 of the Hearing Architecture Podcast, proudly sponsored by Brickworks. At the moment, we're speaking with some allies of built environment professionals about public engagement and how they're bringing the great work architects do to people in the community. Our guests in this episode are Milot Zachari and Brittany Gribben. Neither Milot or Brittany are architects, but they are the founders of a new web-based platform that helps the public find and connect with great architects in Australia and New Zealand. In this interview, we hear about their experience getting their own house built that led them to create the platform, how Archipro's aim is to use the power of graphic design and clear communication to beautifully promote architect skills and services, that using an architect can save time and money, and how DIY information on the web can mislead people about how to get a high-quality and well-considered building. Let's jump in. Thank you so much, Britt and Milot, for joining me from Archipro to talk about this amazing platform that you've put together to support people in the architecture profession and the building industry, development industry. I'd love to know a little bit more about the background of yourselves and what led us to the point of starting Archipro. So what was your background and, and what were you working on before you started with Archipro? Great. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Well, I think there's a bit of a story around why we started Archipro and it really started at a quite a young age for mm-hmm. us. For me, it started back in 1999 where I left my home country, Kosovo, Mm -hmm. to come to New Zealand as a refugee. At the time, I was 17 years old, came to New Zealand when I was 18. Within very few years, I realised that the Kiwi dream was to own a home. Mm -hmm. So I purchased my first property at the age of 22. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I turned 30, we had five properties together, five or six different properties together within the Auckland region, And during that time, we decided to do some building and renovating, just like everyone else does. Mm -hmm. So we renovated a lot of properties, but one property in particular is what led us to start thinking about creating a platform, something similar to Archipro. And how it came about is that We wanted an architect to come and give us an idea on what we can do with this particular property. Mm -hmm. And what had happened is that the architect came around and then they came back and gave us a fee and they gave us a bit of a plan and a visual on what the property was going to look like. And I was like, no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) This is a ripoff. We're not engaging an architect. We can do it ourselves. So we had the typical Kiwi mentality around the DIY, both myself and Brett, during the age of 20 and 30, we were involved in the building industry as well. Mm -hmm. So we were working and selling products to the architecture and the building industry. Mm -hmm. And we knew the market inside out. We had connections within the building industry and we said, hey, I think we can take this project ourselves and we don't need an architect. 
to cut the long story short, the architect had quoted us and had proposed the plan for us to go up a story and to create this beautiful home for us. Mm-hmm. And the whole project was going to be between 8 to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole project, because we decided to take this project as a DIY project for ourselves, the whole project took us about two and a half years to complete. We never got the second story. <laughs> and it cost us twice as much as what the architect had initially said to us that the project would cost. Mm-hmm. It wasn't complete disaster for us. It was a very challenging process to have to deal with all the tradespeople, to have to deal about with all the different suppliers. We had encountered so many different builders that we were choosing using a variety of different resources out there. And most of them turned out to be cowboys that would not turn up on site. And we felt like we were quite young and we just didn't have the credibility from the builders and they didn't trust us. They didn't trust our ideas. Mm. The plans were drawn up, but they were drawn up by a draftsperson who took no accountability when it came to the drawings that that they'd produced. So overall, we came to kind of understand the role that an architect plays when it comes to creating beautiful homes. Mm. And for us, it was a bit of a, a light bulb moment when we said, hey, we were quite young, but we also had this amazing industry experience and we felt like we were very connected to the industry and both me and Britt were like, well, if we're involved in this industry and we struggle to get this project to look amazing but most importantly have a process that's an enjoyable one, Mm. then we saw the gap in the market whereby there would be a lot of homeowners out, out there that are thinking about building a home or renovating a home and we wanted to inspire people to choose the right trusted professionals that they need for their building project. Mm. Yeah, and your experience in the industry in property development that you studied at, at university, you must have seen some red flags or thought about that when you were going through this process on your own home. Was there was there some of those um, knee-jerk reactions happening along the way? I think a lot of it also came down to project management. Mm-hmm. So trying to project manage it yourself mm. and not really knowing the step-by-step process and what's meant to, you know, the order of, of how things are meant to go and just not having that kind of overarching view of the project as a whole instead of just being reactive. I need this now. Go choose those tiles, you know, mm. how the process goes. Yeah, and, I mean, once you've got that unfortunate experience under your belt, did you start to talk to other people who had engaged an architect and they said, oh, well, when we did our project, we used an architect and thankfully they had been able to plug that that gap between our knowledge and what their experience with builders was? So where we were working, we were in conversation with architects and builders and project managers quite often and so we could see the outcome because the homeowners were often the people who would end up coming in and being the bill payer on Mm. the project. And so then we would get to, there could be the final stages of dropping off product last minute that, and then you get to have a quick little house tour and see the outcome of the project that they've been working on. And you can definitely see how it kind of was all coming together and formalising into a beautiful home. Yeah. Doing it yourself, you don't really get to 
have that side of the project. You're so deep into the detail that you don't really get to have that kind of great reveal at the end. And mm. yeah, I think that's something that we kind of missed and neglected to understand mm. at the beginning. Right. Yeah. So I guess there's sort of a area of contextualizing what's happening at each stage that you might get from an architect that's really hard to achieve when you're doing a DIY project. Because like you say, you're focused on such a small detailed element at a time that sometimes the the bigger picture where you have to zoom back out again and look at it might not, or it might be really hard to achieve mm. as, as DIYers. Mm. So when you started to formulate this idea of, gosh, it would be good if there was a platform so that people like us can find the architect that's right for us or the builder that might be right for us. What were those gaps in the market that you saw and decided to fill? I think the biggest thing for us was as we started thinking about the idea, it was very much about creating this platform that was going to be super simple for anyone that's undergoing a building project but in addition to that, because there's a lot of building projects that happen, but not many of those are architecturally built as well mm. or uh, designed by an architect. So we wanted to create this platform that was inspiring enough to inspire people to build architecturally designed homes. So the void in the market for us was really mainly about consolidating and bringing localized products, professionals and inspiration all in one platform because what the internet had done is with the sites like Pinterest, it had opened up all these ideas that homeowners were turning to the internet to try and find inspiration for the building project. But then when it became to communicating those ideas with local architects, a lot of the features that they saw online wouldn't comply with uh, regulations, local building regulations. Mm. So for Archipros, not only did we want to create a platform that was trusted and that was promoting architecturally designed properties. We also wanted to make sure that the platform was also a localised platform. For example, here in Australia, we only showcase Australian content, meaning mm. every single property that you see listed on Archipro complies with Australian building regulations. Mm. And it's actually saving architects a lot of time too because when they have a client, rather than saying to their client, go out there and find some ideas and just to try and define the look that this customer wants to build, they're sending them to Archipro and it's making the architect's job a lot easier because the dots are already connected for them. Mm. Any products that they might see listed on Archipro, you know, the product is available locally. So really bringing together architecture and building industry all in one place, mm. whereby simplifying the end-to-end building process for someone that's undergoing a building project. And I guess that's the other great thing about Archipro is that when architects have created their profile, they can also put in what their specialisation is so that if a client's looking for an architect that specialises in energy efficiency or sustainability, then when they're going through that very early process of seeing what architect might be right for them, mm. they can quickly get a smaller group of architects who, who might fit that need. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also one of the highlight of Archipro is a sort of high delivery and the specialisation of each of those architects. And they're yeah. pre-vetted customers. They've mm. already done their research. Everyone's yeah. time is, you know, there's less time wastage opportunities on both sides from the client side and the architect side. Yeah. And is that something that 
that has been the feedback from the architects who are your clients on the platform? It has been. It yeah. has been. It's definitely, you know, you could have printed out pages from Pinterest, but you still have to determine how you're going to make that work here. Mm. It still has to go to a custom cabinet maker. You know, that whole process still has to evolve and unfold here. Mm. Rather than with Archibro, you, you know which custom cabinet maker has made that kitchen that is the inspiration that you're then providing to your architect mm. and you can share it through Archipro. Yeah. I think that's one of the other strengths of Archipro is that someone's going to have to do a lot of legwork to connect all those dots. Like you say, if you're using multiple platforms online and some things might be coming from London, some things might be coming from New Zealand, mm. some things might be a render, they're not even real. Exactly. And people are saying, you know, I want this kitchen and you're saying, well, those materials are impossible. Yeah. <laughs> beige on beige on beige. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that's one of the, yeah, the great things is that people can, both the architects and the clients, uh, using this resource together as opposed to being quite separate and then someone having to bring everything together. Mm. Have you found that it's the clients <coughs> or the the non-architectural users who seem to be the happiest with the platform or is it the architects who seem to be getting the most out of the functionality of the platform? Both. Yeah? Yeah, I, th- I think the benefit is really, in my view, it's a three-sided benefit. Mm-hmm. We're helping homeowners be inspired to build better homes. We're helping architects find products that they need for their building projects. But we're also helping architects find work as well and showcase their work, Mm. which is amazing because it's a platform that kind of solves so many different problems within the industry, whether it be a professional one or a consumer one. Mm. As an example... And that was quite a proud moment for us. And it was quite a few years back when Archipro was just getting established in New Zealand. It was probably about two years into it when I had received an email from a homeowner that said, hey, they just wanted to get in touch to let us know that they were absolutely inspired by the Archipro website and all the beautiful homes that we were showcasing on the platform that they had decided to engage an architect Mm. Whereas prior to them knowing about Archipro, they were thinking about engaging a group housing company. Mm. Mm-hmm. And by coming to Archipro, they felt that the architects were a lot more accessible. They were able to see architects from all sorts of different places around New Zealand. And the work really speaks for itself, Mm. right? And I think in the way that we created the site is that we wanted to create a website that was beautifully designed to be able to showcase beautiful homes. Mm. And I believe Archipro is the only platform, not only in New Zealand and Australia, but globally, that puts a lot of emphasis on the platform design. And we are inspired by design, therefore... We want to make sure that people that are undergoing a building project, they get to experience a designer experience to build a designer home. Mm. So, yeah, we were quite pleased to receive this feedback from homeowners that were thinking about building a group housing company to now engaging an architect and being very proud of it. And they had a very decent budget as well. 
Mm. Yeah, the budget was amazing. It was somewhere between two to three million dollars, mm. and they were going to go and buy an off-the-plan property, wow. a cookie-cutter property, to now designing their beautiful home using an architect. And I think that's the sort of stories that we feel proud of, and that's mm. exactly the reason why we've created ArchiPro. And the more that we're involved with ArchiPro, the more that we're inspired by just empowering people to build amazing properties and often when we go for drives around to our batch or whatever it may be we have to go past quite a few different developments that are happening around the city and even our kids now when we drive around they play this game when they can pick out architecturally design home and they go dad look there's an architect house there's an architect house they call it an archipro house and they actually call it an archipro house because and it's amazing at such a young age they were able to now recognize an archipro house which means it's designed by an architect versus a property that's designed by someone else but I think one of the moments where me and Brad are like oh no and we're cringing ourselves is when we see all these massive developments happening you know every single house looks exactly identical there's just no consideration for daylight movement through the day outdoor Mm. living space right up against a motorway Mm. Mm. um, that noise control and then they'll obviously be built to bare minimum building standards which Mm in New Zealand in this day and age are just still simply not good enough. Mm. And so we're building still not warm enough homes, ventilation lacking Mm. and no consideration for natural daylight and Mm. outdoor living. Good architecture should be accessible Mm. by everybody. It Mm. shouldn't matter your budget. Everyone should be able to have a warm, healthy, dry home. And current building standards are still simply not good enough. And if we can empower people to move their budget from a standard option of a home to an architecturally designed home where you are going to have consideration of all of those factors, then that's what we're here for. Mm. Well, I think that's one of the the great things about good graphic design and good presentation of people's work is that with... ArchiPro, which I agree with you, when I've shown it to other architects, they say, oh, wow, just the graphics of this platform is so so beautiful for showcasing your work, that if you don't have the benefit of someone with a good graphic eye, then the website that you might design for yourself or your own marketing might actually be lacking and it might not be able to sell the architect's work, which might be fantastic. It might not actually sell it that well. Mm-hmm. And then the public might not see this particular architect that's doing good work. They might not see them as being accessible. So I think that's that's a huge benefit. When you say that you've got a good graphic appreciation of websites and what the sort of interface, I guess, between graphic design and architecture, what do you think is is the biggest shortfall that architects are making when it comes to the presentation of their own work? Not investing in architectural photography. Yeah. It's crucial. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an investment because we know it is expensive to invest in a good architectural photographer, but it's critical to be able to showcase your work in the same light as your peers. And real estate photography versus architectural photography is just, it stands out to us. We, we can see it and mm. consumers will be the same. Future clients... They're obviously being a bit more clued up these days and doing a lot more research. 
and good imagery is a standard expectation these days and that's obviously prevalent through Instagram and other platforms and so it's just a kind of standard expectation of being able to showcase your portfolio of work. Mm. And for homeowners to be able to connect with that property, Mm. they need to be able to almost like take a virtual tour around the property. So we always say to architects, don't focus on just showcasing two or three images. Or super focused detail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we tend to see that quite a bit where the architects Mm -hmm. focus on the architectural detail of the build and they kind of miss opportunities to showcase the kitchen, the bedrooms, the Mm -hmm. living areas. And I think homeowners want to be able to take a tour around the property Mm. so showcasing as many photos and images about your property as possible i think it's key to being able to connect with homeowners Mm. homeowners out there are first looking to connect with you in a digital form before they bother contacting you and i think it's super important and critical that every project gets photographed where architects in the past have kind of focused on taking architectural photography was mainly around award-winning projects. But mm. what we're seeing is that homeowners actually want to see other projects that you're getting involved with and not mm. just the award-winning projects. And I think it's great for an architect to have the ability to show that they can work at the very high end and award-winning properties, but it's good for them to also show that they've got capabilities to work on other projects that are not as inspiring, but it shows that not every architect works on award-winning projects right Mm. and also gigantic projects it doesn't need to be huge homes that smaller homes create some pretty clever architectural design and so being able to showcase properties of all different sizes and different budgets as well Mm. and having the story behind them a um, project description is also really helpful for people who not just rely on the images but also having a read through the project and what the project brief was and then the outcome of the project in the mm. photos. Mm. We've also got a special feature on ArchiPro where architects have the ability to tag products mm. and professionals used in the project. This came about as an endorsement really whereby architects are guiding the homeowners mm. through this virtual tour that we talked about because I think rather than creating a site that is driven by reviews, which is most of the platforms out there are driven by reviews we wanted to create a slightly different experience where homeowners actually get a chance and get the ability to connect with your project at a different level so they can see and explore the quality of the materials that architects are using the quality of the traits people that the architects are using on their job which allows you to essentially tell a better story about your project so when someone does decide to get in touch with you, they know so much more about your practice than starting from scratch. Mm. So the idea is that give the consumer as much information as you can up front for them to make a a decision on the type of architect that they'd like to go for. So profiles that we see that do really well on ArchiPro have a variety of different networks that we call them, Mm. and that's the tagging functionality that is utilized whereby allows you to tell your story 
in a compelling way by showcasing beautiful images but allowing someone to then dig a bit deeper to find out more about your project. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think there are a lot of people who end up engaging the architect and not just the architecture. They want to know that they made a connection with the person who's going to be building their home, you know, that they're going to be living in for, for many, many years. Absolutely. So a description yeah. about the practice and the people in the practice and showcasing even a some images of people at work in the practice and the different, the, you know, the team that they'll be engaging with. That's all part of it. It's all part of the brand mm. that you're building that the client will be engaging with. Mm. It feels like what you're aiming to deliver with these great projects as well, with great architects that are vetted before they get onto the platform, that you'd like people to have homes that are quite high-performing homes. They're not just the bog-standard meet the minimum requirement sort of homes. Why has that become a big, big driver for, for ArchiPro? I think for us it's just about creating better spaces in which we want to experience life. Mm. And I think the more that we're involved with ArchiPro, the more that we're appreciating quality builds, the more that we're appreciating beautiful architecture and how it impacts us as humans in our daily lives and the way that we're building these communities. As I mentioned earlier, like driving past suburbs that are just clutters of properties put together, just really it's not an inspiring story that we want to tell. And I think I want to make sure that when my kids grow up, they understand architecture, they understand communities and I think the only way that we're going to be able to achieve anything like that is by actually talking to our architects when we think about creating public spaces or when it when it comes to creating our homes and I think the more that we are aware about our surroundings Mm. I think uh, the better the planet. The reason I asked that question uh, was when we were sort of talking about it's great if we can increase our clients' budgets to produce better homes, generally higher-performing homes or homes with more responsible materials might cost a little bit more money. Mm. But then if there's a clear brief set at the beginning and a, the conversation has started where the architects have been able to talk with the clients and say, if you're not able to move on budget, then let's just talk about what's the highest priority for you in terms of what we can deliver. Mm. And then if everyone can get on the same page, that that's also a really beneficial thing moving forward and it's less time wasting for everyone because, you know, the people who are going to be trying to engage the architects still want to get a home and they'd want the experience to be great for everyone involved. So, yeah, the idea of great homes can be big homes with big budgets and there's also, you know, the architects who might want to take on the challenge of the great homes that might have a slightly smaller budget. And, and what, we're yeah. actually seeing that movement mm-hmm. happening in New Zealand as well. Mm-hmm. So there's great architecture, but I think people are moving more towards wanting tiny homes. I don't oh, know yeah. if you can call them tiny homes, mm-hmm. but there are a lot more city homes, I should mm-hmm. call them. Mm-hmm. You know, architecture design, taking different forms and shapes and light and still creating something quite beautiful on a very tiny little site. So, yeah, I think from our point of view, architecture is not just massive grand design, but it's also the use of form and shape to create something that people want to live in. Yeah. Well, when I've been playing around with ArchiPro, my first impression was that 
it's a combination of three platforms that I used to use every day and it's simplified things quite a lot uh, in many of the areas that you've already talked about. Has there been a major feedback loop between some of your clients, like architectural clients, or the public users who have said, oh, I'd really like to have this functionality in the site. Could that be an added feature? Has, yeah. Is that how the platform has evolved over time? Yeah, we're yeah. obsessed with feedback. <laughs> and I think the site has evolved so much from when we first launched. And as I mentioned earlier, the idea about ArchiPro and the vision of our platform is changing. It's, it remains the same, but it's evolving, I guess I should say. And uh, yeah, the site features continue to evolve. One of the most recent ones, which we're gonna be rolling out in Australia, for example, is pricing. Mm. As the, in building pricing or architectural uh, uh, fee uh, pricing? So pricing for products. So mm. there's over almost 25,000 different products listed on ArchiPro. Mm. And you can look at these products, you can inquire with these products, but there's no pricing associated with that. Mm. So the feedback that we get from architects is that, hey, this is amazing that you've created this outstanding resource, but often architects tend to work with a budget. And if they're looking at a flooring product, it's good for them to understand whether that flooring product is $400 a square meter or $50 a square meter because it mm. makes a huge difference when it comes to the specification. But the same thing goes for homeowners when they're looking for different products or their building project. Obviously, they've got a bit of a budget in mind in relation to how much they can spend in certain areas. And at the moment, there's no pricing on ArchiPro, but very soon... Uh, users are going to have the ability to browse based on their price range, which yeah, I think good. offers more flexibility and more options when it comes to making sure that you're looking at the right products that fit within your budget. Hmm. An example that a frustrated user of the platform, he was actually an architect that gave us this feedback. He said, look, guys, love your side, but every architect has a budget. And mm. I'm currently working on a property. He said, my budget is $10 million on this property that he was designing in New Zealand and Wanaka. But he said, guess what? It is a $10 million budget. Mm. And therefore, I'm looking to specify more higher end products. And on your site, it's really hard to differentiate products that are sort of really top end and kind of mid-range. So for him, it was a critical feature that he wanted included within the platform but because we're so design obsessive and consumer obsessive and simplifying that end-to-end -end building experience, we are going to be launching an entire new ArchiPro site. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so if you like what you see at the moment, you're going to be absolutely blown away by the new site. Wow. It's taken us almost three and a half years to design it. Wow. We've got in-house designers, UX designers and UI designers, mm -hmm. but we've also engaged agencies around the world to help us create this amazing new platform. We've consulted with architects around the design to make sure that they're happy with where the design is going next. We've also engaged one of the 50 best designers in the world. They're based in Netherlands and apparently there's a lead group of 50 designers that work on the best projects globally. Wow. 
we had to pitch the idea to them that they should look into helping us creating an amazing platform and and they looked into it and they decided to help us uh, redesign certain elements of the site and we're scheduled at this point in time mid to late September when the new site is going to launch and we think that's going to be a revolutionary everything that you see is going to go up 10 notches Oh wow! It's already so so far above so many other platforms. Like I'm really excited to see how you're going to one up yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, the inspiration for us was that not only did we want to create this platform that was inspiring people to build architecture, design homes, but also the observation from my point of view and Brett's point of view is that we were very designer led even before Archipro having had my graphic design hmm. background and having worked in the industry for more than 15 years. It was quite amazing how as an industry, you know, it's a massive industry, hmm. right? And we're working on amazing projects, but a lot of the industry hadn't really gone through this digitalization mm. a lot of suppliers had these very dated websites that weren't friendly to use mm. and architects as well there were some architects that had really good website but majority of architects didn't have great websites mm. so when me and brett thought about creating the platform we said we don't want to just create a platform that's designer led we want to create a platform that makes businesses look better on our platform than what they do on their own websites. So I think that's our goal is also helping the industry succeed mm. by allowing architects and everyone else involved in the industry to leverage off our technology that we're building. Uh, majority of our team, about 50% of our teams are tech, design, product so we very much see ourselves in the software technology space enabling businesses to succeed online mm. by allowing them to cost effectively promote their work and gain new clients mm. yeah it's fantastic and i think that's one of the other great things that i've found is that the people who are engaging with the architects on the site they've done a little bit more research they know a little bit more about the process they've read up on the good the good questions to ask how to put together a really good brief and they yeah they just seem really engaged in the process of working with architects who are going to be design focused and performance focused people who are thinking about engaging architects if they were thinking about starting their journey and they were considering having a play with with Archipro, what would be your your main point of advice for some people who are starting that journey? Well, my main point of advice would be to definitely consider engaging an architect if you're planning to undergo a building or a renovation project. Our personal experience has been that, I'll give you an example. Taking on a project yourself, it seems a lot easier these days, right? Because you can get inspiration online, you can look at a few videos, and before you know it, you're an expert. But I think that is a problem today mm. because people are doing their own research online and thinking that I'll take on this project ourselves. And one example that I tend to give is that you wouldn't perform brain surgery on yourself, would you, if you needed some type of brain surgery or some type of surgery just because you can find the information online on how to do it. <laughs> 
it doesn't make you a professional. And I think building, it's no different. It's often, if not always, one of the biggest investments that you have to make. And I think if you're trying to save on the architect fees, then I don't think you should start building because you're not ready to build. Leave that building project for another year until you can afford to engage an architect and ensure that you build a home that you can feel proud of as opposed to building a home that you're trying to save a few hundred thousand dollars here and there on different fees. Mm. I'm not sure if that answers your question. The surgery <laughs> example is a pretty weird one, but <laughs> it's the internet, right? It's uh, giving people the ability mm. to go online and search and educate themselves and then go, okay, I'm going to do this mm. on my own. From my point of view and what we've realised is that architects bring a lot more to a project than just uh, do the drawings. I think the advice for us is that we wouldn't go any other way if we were going to build again and I'm sure whilst our careers are 100% focused on growing Archipro at the moment very soon we can't wait to build our own Archipro house <laughs> Amazing and do you have a similar kind of advice do you think for potential uh, people out there who want to become architectural clients? I think definitely starting with doing research and looking at some educational articles we have got some advice in the form of different articles on site for people who are starting out, starting the building journey, where to start, how to take yourself from dreaming phase to planning phase. And definitely it comes down to research and connecting with your architect. You need to be able to work with those people pretty intimately for a pretty long period of time and you need to be able to communicate well and build trust and understand the team behind uh, the architect as well because it's not just one person most of the time. And Take them out for dinner. <laughs> Would you have a glass of wine with that person? Yeah, yeah. take them out for dinner and make sure that you get along with them and yeah. make sure you, they understand your lifestyle, the way that you live. And mm. I think that's the beautiful thing about engaging with an architect that it's a journey you want to make sure it's an enjoyable journey and one that you it's a successful one it's not mm. just walking up to a showroom picking a set of plans and then moving into your house three months later I think building architecture design has also taught us that there's a bit of a process there there's a bit of a connection that you need to build with the right people and it does take a bit longer than what you think any building project does. So our advice is that, you know, once you've gone through the process of making a decision that architecturally designed is the way to go, then we think that you should start kind of connecting with architects as early in the phase as possible without leaving things to the last minute because even going to building consent, that could be six, 12 months period sometimes depending on how picky the homeowner is when it comes to the design and how quickly things are moving. So I think give yourselves enough time to make sure that you're not rushing it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Milot and Britt, for coming in and for talking to me about ArchiPro. I'm sure that all of our listeners, whether they're non-architects thinking about taking on their own project or architects who are 
looking to potentially showcase their work somewhere amazing should have a look at ArchiPro and see what it can do for them. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And yeah, I can't wait to see what uh, what the next development of ArchiPro is in uh, mid-September. Thanks thank for you. Us. This has been Hearing Architecture, proudly sponsored by Brickworks. Thank you so much for listening and thanks again to our guests and advocates, Milot Sachari and Brittany Gribben from ArchiPro. Thank you so much for supporting the architecture profession and if anyone would like to know more about ArchiPro and how it can be used for architecture practice or to learn about architects to use on your project, please visit archipro.com.au. Our sponsor, Brickworks, also produce podcasts by architecture fanatic and comedian Tim Ross. You can find The Art of Living, Architects Abroad and The Power of Two at brickworks.com.au or your favourite podcast platform. The more support we get from you, the more episodes we get to make. So if you'd like to show your support, please rate, review and subscribe to Hearing Architecture in your favourite podcast app. If you want to know more about what the Australian Institute of Architects is doing to support architects and the community, please visit architecture.com.au. This is a production by the Australian Institute of Architects Emerging Architects and Graduates Network in collaboration with Open Creative Studio. The Institute production team was Madeline Jenkins and Claudia McCarthy. And the Imagine production team was Kimberly Huey, Hilary Duff and Max Legal-White. This interview was edited by Pete Carter at Pillow Fort Audio Productions. Written and directed by Daniel Moore. This content is brought to you by the Australian Institute of Architects, Emerging Architects and Graduates Network in collaboration with Open Creative Studio. This content does not take into account specific circumstances and should not be relied on in that way. This content does not constitute legal, financial, insurance or other types of advice. You should seek independent verification of advice before relying on this content in circumstances where loss or damage may result. The Institute endeavours to publish content that is accurate at the time it is published, but does not accept responsibility for content that may or will become inaccurate over time.